Welcome to Jits and Asbuts, a supernatural podcast. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about season one, episode 10, called Asylum. We start out in Roosevelt Asylum in Rockford, Illinois. Two cops pull up to an old abandoned asylum. One says, can't keep kids out of this place. And the other one asks, what is it anyway? And the other one says, the legend is that the asylum is haunted with the ghosts of the patients. Spend the night and the spirits will drive you insane. I mean, if there's that many, they're going to drive you insane. I know. I think that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm, no. That's like the exact, the, like, because I used to go ghost hunting. <laughs> I used to go ghost hunting back in my, like, late teens. <laughs> And we didn't have like EVPs or or EMPs. Wait, we had nothing except for a lot of alcohol. I mean, that can make you see yeah. So, I mean, it was a good time. Uh, they go inside and they start looking for hooligans. Meddling kids, I know you meddling kids. Uh, one cop says, "Let's split up." Bad idea, cop. So they go their separate ways, and one of the cops enters a room that says, Caution, Biological Hazard. And the other cop finds uh, three teenagers hiding. So we cut back to Biological Hazard Cop. <laughs> Inside the room, his flashlight mysteriously goes out. Then another door in the room creaks open. He looks confused, but not concerned. Okay, honestly, like, if stuff starts moving like that on its own, be concerned, homie. Be concerned. <laughs> if your flashlight goes out, ever, in any situation, ever, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> I mean, okay, the only exception to this rule is if it starts, like, dimming and then goes out. Like, clearly the bulb's done or the battery's done or whatever. Because you can tell, like, I've had flashlights go out on me before with camping or whatever. But you can tell, like, that they're going to be going out for a while. You know, because yeah. it takes a while for the battery or the bulb to die or whatever sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so you're, like going through and it's getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer but it doesn't like blink or anything like or that flicker. or flicker i would still be yeah. suspicious i mean also but still <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> be suspicious of all things yes <laughs> that's how i live my life <laughs> uh, outside we see the teenagers drive away while the cop who found them watches um then he walkie talkies his partner whose name is kelly uh, and he says, you copy? He turns around, and there's Kelly standing behind him. The first cop asks Kelly if he saw anything, and Kelly says no. <laughs> he should have said, dude, I saw a door open. Yeah, and then <laughs> my flashlight went out, and oh, by the way, like, <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> a door open, and now things are funny in my head. <laughs> so, and he just randomly shows up, too. Like, he do, you don't hear him walking up, nothing. He's just all of a sudden there. Yeah, he's, like, creepy lurking behind him. Like, that's not sketchy. I mean, if he scares you like that, like, you would think that you would, okay, as a cop, you would think that he would be, like, kind of aware of his surroundings or right. just like as a normal person he would be aware of his surroundings <laughs> and to have somebody just like show up right behind you mm, yeah sketchy not, not cool mm -mm. so they get in their car and they drive away um blood starts dripping out of kelly's nose and he wipes it away and conceals it from his partner Ugh. yeah he kind of has like crazy intense eyes at this point. <laughs> crazy eyes nose bleeding eh, i know <laughs> i know none of that is good uh, we cut to kelly coming home after a shift he walks into his bedroom his wife is in bed reading she tries to talk to him but he's not even responding uh, she says what you're still not talking to me i said i was sorry before how many times do i have to say it then he grabs his gun, and we hear two gunshots. Apparently, somebody's got a grudge. Yeah, that dude was totally still mad. Oh, yeah, about <laughs> whatever it was. I mean, that's the thing. that It drives me nuts, because they don't ever say what it was. Yeah. What do you think it was? I think, so it's something clearly that she did right. that he's mad about. So maybe she, like, had an affair. That's, like, where my mind immediately went. Yeah. You know, like, she had an affair or, like, I don't I don't even know. Like, what else would you be that mad about? True. You know? True. Eh. So we cut to a motel room. Uh, Sam is on the phone with someone named Caleb, 
who supplies their dad with munitions. Uh, he's asking him to call them if they if if he hears anything from Daddy Winchester. So Dean asks if Caleb has heard anything from or about their dad, and Sam says no, and neither has Jefferson or Pastor Jim. I think it's so thrilling to hear these like other names of hunters or just like people that they even know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you just get the sense that they're just like so alone and been just with their dad. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they know other people, but it's, yeah, it's just kind of thrilling to hear these other names. Yeah, they gotta yeah. get help somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Dean has been going through John's journal this whole time and says there's no leads in there, nothing he can make out. He says, I love the guy, but I swear he lights he writes like freaking Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I just tried to say he lights like Yoda and like like lightsabers. Like what where was I going with that? Um maybe he's just an awesome fighter like that. The well, force is with him. The force is with Daddy Winchester. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Truer words, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, Sam thinks they should call uh, the feds and file a missing persons, but Dean says dad would be super pissed. That's a terrible idea. Like, okay, listen, you guys are like poker scammers and like right, right. pool hustlers and have fake credit cards and all that sort of stuff, and you want to call the feds? <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone's going to jail at that point. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. So uh, Dean then gets a text message with coordinates from an unavailable number. So Dean thinks it's from his dad because he's left them coordinates before. But Sam is like, the man can barely work a toaster. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so great. Like how, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say that. I think it's hilarious how much like Sam's just the realist of this situation. And Dean like idolizes Daddy Winchester and he can do no wrong. And he's like, dude, or Sam's like, dude. The guy can't even work a toaster. Yeah, like, he doesn't know how to text message. Yeah, like, there's no way he can figure out how to do that. Yeah. So Dean says the coordinates are in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, he's checked the local news reports and found an article about our creepy cop, Kelly. <laughs> he uh, shot his wife and then himself after responding to a call at the Roosevelt Asylum. Dean says that dad earmarked the same asylum in his journal. He opens the journal, and it has a cutout news article stuck to a page. The article says, Teenagers Die in Abandoned Hospital Fire. Dean, reading the article, says, Seven unconfirmed sightings and two deaths. I think this is where Dad wants us to go. Sam seems kind of pissed that Dad is sending them on a job, but Dean is hopeful that their dad will meet them there. Sam says he could be sending them there to hunt by themselves, but Dean is like, who cares? If he wants (laughs) us there, it's good enough for me. The blind following. It drives me nuts. For real. (laughs) Sammy, like, only wants to go if their dad's going to be there because he only wants to see his dad. Yeah. You know? Um, Sam thinks the whole thing is weird, but Dean says, Dad's telling us to go somewhere. We're going. Uh, We cut to a pub. Dean goes up to the first cop, the one who didn't shoot his wife. (laughs) (laughs) The good cop, as it were. (laughs) And uh, asks him if he's Daniel Gunderson. He says he's a reporter, and he'd like to ask him some questions about his partner. Daniel says he does mind. He's just trying to have a beer. But Dean keeps bugging him. Uh, Sam comes storming up to Dean and says, Hey, buddy, how about leaving the poor guy alone? He grabs Dean and shoves him out of his chair. He yells, the man's an officer. Why don't you show a little respect? (laughs) Sam and Dean glare at each other, and Dean leaves. Um, Daniel says to Sam, you didn't have to do that. And Sam says, "Uh, yeah, of course I did. That guy's a serious jerk. (laughs) And then he buys Daniel a beer. I think it's hilarious that, like, (laughs) Sam and Dean are playing good cop, bad cop to a cop. Right. And then they're like... (laughs) You know, this is this is method acting. You know, yeah. like, that's like, it's like you literally just pulled good cop, bad cop on a police officer, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. Yep. <laughs> we cut to Sam walking out of the bar to meet Dean, who's sitting on baby. Dean says, you shoved me kind of hard in there. And Sam says, I had to sell it, didn't I? It's method acting. He liked it. He loved it. And Dean could tell. Dean asks uh, what Sam found out about Kelly. Sam says he was a good cop, head of his class, even killed, had a bright future ahead of him. Dean thinks that either Kelly had some deep-seated crazy waiting to bust out or something else did it to him. And we cut to Sam and Dean hopping a tall-ass chain-link fence to get into the abandoned asylum. Also, they're, like, totally pro at that. 
Yeah, like, I couldn't do that. They And literally how they go, they just, like, flip themselves over with their arms. Like, okay, if that were me, <laughs> I'd be, like, inching my way up and going, I don't know if my foot's going to hold here. And, like, yeah. scooting my way up. And then, like, once I get to the top, like, carefully bringing one leg over and finding another little hole in the chain link fence. Right. And, like, scooting my way down slowly where they're just, like, okay, climb, climb, fling, and then just, like, land on the other side. Yeah. It's, like, it would, they could go back and forth over the fence probably, like, ten times before I would even, like... Yeah, there's no way I could do that. I think the last time I tried to hop a fence like that, first of all, it was half as tall. (laughs) Still taller than me. (laughs) And I literally, like, I got my legs over the top, and then I just, like, closed my eyes and jumped. (laughs) Why would you close your eyes? I just hope for the back because there was no way I was landing on my feet. (laughs) It was back in my ghost hunting days. But you still want to like I was drunk. See where you're going. I was drunk. Okay, well that makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, it is all uh, graffitied inside. I couldn't read that word. I was like gratified. It's all gratified inside. <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> the inside's grateful. <laughs> it is. Um, and it's filled with broken bottles and trash. Sam says uh, the cops followed the teenagers into the south wing and Dean opens up dad's journal uh, back up to the article on the asylum. He reads in 1972 three kids broke into the south wing and only one survived. The way he tells it, one of his friends went nuts and started lighting up the place. Sam says it sounds like the South Wing is the heart of whatever's going on. Dean wants to know why there aren't more deaths if teenagers regularly hang out there. There's that word, regularly. And I just said it right, didn't I? Nope. (laughs) Damn it. Regularly. That's what you said. (laughs) Well, how do you say it? Regularly. Teenagers regularly hang out there. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Regularly. Regularly. Is that it? Regularly. Regularly. There you go. (laughs) Well, teenagers regularly hang out there. Uh, (laughs) Curse that word. (laughs) Sam says it looks like the doors to the south wing are usually chained shut. Uh, And Dean says, yeah, to keep people out or to keep something in. Also, like, okay, these kids... Like, earlier in the episode, it shows them bolting, or, like, not bolting, they're cutting with bolt cutters this huge heavy chain, which is impressive that they could do to begin with, because that looked like it would be a task. But, like, why don't you want to go to the regular parts of the scary place? Why do you have to go to the part that's chained off? Like, Um, Because that's where the exciting shit is. If you're not supposed to go there, that's where the action is. That's where you want to be. You're not supposed to be in any of it, though. That's really the thing. I know. That's like the extra, extra good stuff. I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a bad idea to me. Oh, it's a terrible idea, but it's a fun idea. No, that's where you're wrong. (laughs) That sounds like just a bad idea. So they start walking into the South Wing. Uh, Dean says to Sam, let me know if you see any dead people, Haley Joel. Which I loved. Uh, Dean's got his EMF going, but he's not getting any readings. Sam says spirits can appear uh, during certain hours of the day. Then Dean asks Sam who he thinks is the hottest psychic. Patricia Arquette, Jennifer Love Hewitt, or Sam? Um, Sam. Yeah, definitely, definitely Sam. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> nothing against those two ladies. They are pretty. However, it's Sam Winchester. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I still think Dean's more attractive. However. <laughs> Sam's kind of got it going on, too. I mean, he's... I'd take either one. You know, like, <laughs> it'd be fine. <laughs> I wouldn't complain about my lot in life. <laughs> right. With either one of them. <laughs> How do you say it? I'd let him eat crackers in bed or whatever. Wait, what? You know, or I wouldn't kick him out of the sack for eating crackers in bed. I've never heard that uh-huh. before. <laughs> really? I'm probably saying it totally wrong. Uh, I have no idea. I've never heard that. Okay, well, it's a thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> Because, you know, if you eat crackers and bed, there's crumbs, and that's annoying. It is annoying. But you wouldn't kick him out for doing that. No. Okay, one time my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it here for a second. <laughs> okay. okay. One time my dog carried, I gave her a little, like, cookie, like a bone thing that was, like, bigger than she could just, like, eat in one go Mm -hmm. and she used to sleep in my bed with me and she brought it up into bed and I didn't realize it until like afterwards that she had like 
eaten it on the bed mm-hmm. and like in the sheets part of it Ugh. and like had gotten crumbs everywhere and then proceeded to like lick the sheets and try and get all the crumbs off. Oh my god. And so there's like a soggy spot and also some crumbs because she didn't get it all and it was just disgusting. So that's my crackers in bed story. <laughs> that does sound awful. Dog cookies in bed. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> I mean, did you did you kick her out of bed? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. How did you do that to a dog? <laughs> or Sam Winchester. Also. Right. <laughs> he looks like a kicked puppy. I'm sorry, but so many times he does. He like, does. how could you, like, be mad at that face? Also, he's kind of annoying sometimes, but still. <laughs> well, they both are. They both are. Um, so <laughs> then they walk into the creepiest room ever. <laughs> it's full of jars of, like, fucked up specimens <laughs> and a doll with its head missing. So a- much formaldehyde. <laughs> I know. I know. And, like, it lo- looks like a lobotomy table. I don't know what a lobotomy table looks like, but I'm like, pretty a table with a drill maybe yeah yeah i don't know um sam asked dean when they're gonna talk about the fact that dad isn't there and dean says oh uh let's see never (laughs) smart alec (laughs) dean says dad sent us here so he obviously wants us here and sam says it doesn't matter what he wants and dean says see that attitude right there that is why i always got the extra cookie (laughs) what a little snot i know (laughs) oh man yeah um, and he kind of starts that out with, like, you think he's going to say something else, and he just thought better of it. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, uh, extra cookie. <laughs> well, that's why I yeah, yeah. go with this. Dean <laughs> says that Dad's given us an order, and Sam is like, so what? We always have to follow Dad's orders? Dean says, of course we do. Like, Sam is definitely starting to question Dean, like, not questioning daddy winchester well it's a little weird like i feel like at first he was kind of like dude this is kind of annoying and now he's like are you really this insane you know like yeah and he major is. questioning he is yeah. it's, it's strange yeah uh dean picks up a sign off the table that says uh the name sanford ellicott uh chief of staff he tells sam they need to do some research on the south wing so we cut to sam in a waiting room being called into a psychiatrics office a psychiatrist's office so sorry <laughs> wow it's all good <laughs> i got it right in the end <laughs> the that's do- what counts i know the, the doctor's name is james ellicott so sam sits down on the couch and says ellicott that name wasn't there a sanford ellicott he is not smooth by the way <laughs> so not smooth the doctor says that that was his father and sam starts fishing for info but the doctor says they're here to talk about sam Uh, the doctor starts asking sam how he's doing and what he's been up to sam says he's on a road trip with his brother he says they meet a lot of interesting people and do a lot of interesting things uh, and then tries to bring up the old asylum again by the way that's like the understatement of the year (laughs) yeah interesting people interesting things you know stuff and things oh by the way this old asylum like hold on a second let's expand on that yeah totally (laughs) uh the doctor says sam is avoiding the subject of sam and that he'll make him a deal he'll tell him all about the roosevelt asylum riot if sam will tell him something honest about himself then he asks Sam how he feels about his brother. <laughs> I would have loved to see that whole conversation. I know. And they just like cut right from there. Like, I want to know what Sammy truly thinks. Yeah. And I think honestly, it kind of comes out later in the episode. I do too. But like, you know, Sammy doesn't want to admit it. But like, right. the stuff that he says, mm, you know. <laughs> I would have loved that. Could have been a whole episode for me. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. We cut to Sam meeting back up with Dean after his appointment. Sam tells Dean that the South Wing was where they housed the real hard cases, the psychotics, and the criminally insane. Criminally insane. (laughs) One night in 1964, they rioted, attacked the staff and each other. The patients took over the asylum. Uh, Some patients and staff died. It was pretty gory. Some of the bodies were never recovered, including Dr. Ellicott's body. Which means they just, like, stuffed them in random cupboards, probably. Yeah. That's disgusting. That is, like... The most terrifying, and like I would love to go ghost hunting there. No, like, that sounds like a terrible idea. I mean, also, it sounds smell. smelly. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I bet it smells so awful That's in so there. So nasty. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, cops scoured every inch of the place, but the patients must have stuffed the bodies somewhere hidden. Ew. (laughs) Probably in cupboards. (laughs) Right. So they transferred all the surviving uh, patients and shut down the hospital for good. So they've got a bunch of violent deaths and unrecovered bodies, which means a bunch of angry spirits. 
all of the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We cut to two teenagers with flashlights creeping around the asylum at night. It's a boy and a girl. Uh, the guy looks super thrilled to be there, uh, which I totally get, by the way. Nope. And the girl is, like, totally over it. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> like, why am I here yeah. right now? She says, I thought we were going to a movie. And he says, this is better. It's like we're in a movie. Okay, first of all, if somebody... L- I say that a lot, by the way. Okay, That's okay. First of all. Anyways, it's all good. So, if somebody... Okay, like if Chris decided to like, oh, let's take let's go to a movie, and he was like, let's let's do this, and if he took me then to a haunted house or asylum or anything like that afterwards, that wasn't like, okay, this is a haunted house. You line up, you pay your ticket to get in there, right. type Thing, you know, like. But you're like legitimately trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And I'd be too terrified to leave by myself. Right. Because I'm not going to walk through there by myself. Yeah. But like, if somebody said, oh, let's go to a movie, and then they took me to a place like that, the end. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd be pissed about that too. I'd be but so like, mad. As much as like, I'd be down for that sort of thing, like, I need to know that we were doing that. Like, I need to be in the right frame of mind. I need to have the right tools with me. You know <laughs> the what right I mean? alcohol with you. <laughs> need, yeah, you would. I would. I would need to have specific things with me that I probably wouldn't need in a movie theater. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I wouldn't be as prepared. <laughs> I would never be prepared because I would never want to do that. So if somebody took me there, no matter what my frame of mind would be at the time, it would not be okay. Yeah. I just want to say, like now in my old age I'm probably, oh whatever well I'm a lot older than when I used to ghost hunt well, you know okay. what I mean yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't be probably cool with trespassing now I'd yeah. be I'd be way too nervous I'm way more neurotic than I was back then <laughs> and I would be super nervous about like getting caught yeah. you know what I mean yeah so yeah uh, the boy his name is Gavin uh, leaves her to go check out a room he freaking leaves her. Nope. Um, and the door slowly shuts behind him. Strike two right there, yeah. buddy. <laughs> and he notices it and just looks extra thrilled. I know. He's just like, oh, by the way, no, no, no. Like, be a little bit worried about that. Right. <laughs> His flashlight flickers and goes out. And you can see a figure behind him watching. It kind of looks like his girlfriend. Uh, he turns around and thinks it's his girlfriend. She walks up to him and they start making out. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is happy as if he had sense. Right, like, he right. just is like, I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're going at it, you hear his actual girlfriend, whose name is Catherine, <laughs> yell, Gavin, where are you? He breaks off the kiss and sees that he is kiss- or that his kissing partner has a messed up and bloody face. <laughs> He's full on making out with a ghost and, like, didn't even realize it until, like, afterwards, you know? Yeah. and you know what? I'm going to say good for that ghost. Like, I mean, good for the ghost, not good for the kid, though. Like... Be a little more aware of, like, who you're making out with, especially since he's got a girlfriend, you know? Like, <laughs> you would feel like he would know if it wasn't her. Like, right. Like, some cold, clammy, I would be assuming. You feel like her face blood would be a little slimy, too. Or, I mean, I don't know, like, would ghosts be slimy, or is it just, like, a visual thing? Like, do they have, like, I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like... It's just real weird. I feel like Google should tell us this. <laughs> I feel like, do we really want to Google that? <laughs> do we know what... Mm, do we want to... Yeah, let's not go down that bunny hole, because who knows what we're going to find. That's true. Also, we'd have to, like, delete our search history. But, uh, we, uh, we cut to Sam and Dean entering the South Wing. Sam's got his video camera and says the place is orbing like crazy. I don't think that's a thing that comes up ever again. I feel like it does. Really? Orbs? Orbs. I mean... A cup... Like, not very much, but I feel like it happens, like, maybe once or twice. Okay. I, I felt or like Or they at least the talk about it. Maybe it's not happening, but they talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Dean is getting big-time EMF readings. Dean says they got to find all the hidden bodies and burn them. So we see spirits walking just behind them and one under a cart doing the fast head shake effect. Uh-uh. And he, this one's totally got a lobotomy hole in his face. <laughs> a lobotomy hole? He does. That just sounds I know, wrong for is. other reasons. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I mean, that's just where my mind went. I don't know why. Like, it just sounds wrong. And I can't even nail it down. It's just like, it just Get sounds it? wrong. For some- nail oh, good it. grief. <laughs> I went wrong.
wrong, and then you went wrong on two different occasions, and neither one of us knew what was going on at that time. Okay, so then a spirit approaches Sam, and he kind of freaks out and yells for Dean's help. Dean rock salt shoots her, and she disappears. Sam says it was weird that the ghost didn't attack him. She didn't even try to hurt him. So what did she want? Which I think is hilarious because he's like, Dean! Dean! Shotgun! Like, help me! Help me! And then after, like, literally immediately afterwards, he's like, she didn't even try and do anything. Like, right. you it, know? Was, it was weird that he freaked out at all and was like, Dean, help me. I know. He was like majorly freaking out. And then immediately after the whole incident wasn't like, oh, that was, you know, scary or anything like that. It was just like a, you know, she didn't even try and do anything. It's like he immediately calms down. Yeah. I think that was what kind of threw me the most was like immediate calm. After yeah. That. My, my like weirded. Yeah. I just was like, I don't I think we've ever seen Sam so freaked out by a spirit before. Yeah. You know, so. Help me. <laughs> yeah, help me. Uh, then they find Catherine in a corner hiding. Uh, they want to know what she's doing there. And she says her boyfriend is here somewhere. Uh, he thought it would be a fun date to try and see some ghosts. So they try to get her to leave, but she says she won't go without Gavin. Uh, Dean says they'll split up then. Why, Dean? <laughs> Why are we splitting up? Why do they always split up? <laughs> Haven't you ever seen any movie ever? Or any Supernatural episode ever. You yeah. split up, and that's when things get real. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam is walking around all by himself, and he comes across Gavin, who uh, is just coming to on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin says he was running from this girl, and he fell down. Uh, Sam wants to know if the girl heard him, and he says, no, uh, she uh, kissed me. Sam is like, but she didn't hurt you? <laughs> and Gavin says, dude, she kissed me. I'm scarred for life. <laughs> I think it's so funny, too, that he's just, like, laying there on the floor, like, contemplating his whole life. And, like, you yeah. know, because he's, like, running and slipped and fell. Like, he never, it, like, it doesn't sound like he knocked himself out or anything, but he's just, like, laying there on the floor going, what just happened? Right. And until D, or until Sam comes in and finds him, he's just laying there. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I thought he was knocked out. I, I, don't know. I, I think it kind of looked like he was waking up. Okay. But I don't know. We Maybe. could be wrong. I mean, I like it better if that's what happened. Yeah. But if he's just laying there contemplating his life, like, dude. <laughs> I like it better if he's just Get laying up. there contemplating his life. I mean, I do like it better, but <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, I like it better for him. Right. <laughs> if he knocked himself out. But I like it better <laughs> overall for me <laughs> if he was just laying there. Yeah. <laughs> So then Gavin says the girl tried to whisper something in his ear, um, but he doesn't know what because he just ran away. (laughs) So Dean and Catherine are walking around and his flashlight stops working. Uh, Catherine says, ow, you're hurting my arm. But Dean isn't touching her arm. Ah! (laughs) I know. They look down and there is a spare hand grabbing her arm. Just a spare one. Just this extra one. And then it yanks her into a room and slams the door shut. (laughs) This freaked me out. This That was a good scare. That was a good one. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Uh, Dean cannot open the door and Sam and Gavin run up. Uh, There's a ghost in the room with her and she keeps trying to dodge it. Sam yells to her that the ghost isn't trying to hurt her. It's trying to communicate with her, so she has to listen. Also, it's kind of like the ghost of Darth Vader right now, because he does this weird, like, you know, like the oh, weird yeah. breathing and stuff, and I'm like, oh! It's like, ghost of Darth Vader, no, uglier. Like, right. there's no... Like, I don't think I would be able to calm down in that situation. No, no, no. I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, just like... Oh, you want to talk to me? I'll listen. Yeah, nope. Nope. Uh, The ghost leans over and whispers in her ear, and then the door opens. I mean, he's helpful. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, She says, the ghost said, 137. Sam and Dean say at the same time, room number. And I'm like, they said something at the same time. Look at that. I love it. (laughs) So Dean goes off alone to find room 137. Which I don't think is very smart to do by yourself. <laughs> don't do anything alone. <laughs> I know. While Sam escorts Gavin and Catherine back to the front to leave. Uh, on the way, Catherine asks Sam why anyone would do what they do for a job. Uh, then she asks Dean if, uh, or then she asks Sam if Dean is Sam's boss. <laughs> uh, I bet Sam loves that. I know. Yeah. He's just like, oh great, yay, no. Yeah, that's the worst really. thing you could probably said right then. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Then they get to an exit, but it's not budging. The ghosts are keeping them in. 
So Dean finds room 137. He starts poking around and notices a hole in the wall. He pulls a secret panel out and finds Dr. Ellicott's secret patient journal. (laughs) That was just a little too easy. I know. Too much luck right there. (laughs) Like maybe. Well, I do think from what I remember, though, there was like something oozing out from it, wasn't there? Oh, I don't remember ooze. Or not like ooze necessarily, but a stain of some variety was like coming out from under the panel, which like wasn't necessarily. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different. No, I'm definitely thinking of that one, I think, unless I'm just like completely lost in my own mind, which could happen. Maybe. I don't (laughs) know. I don't remember any stain or ooze, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't some. (laughs) That also doesn't mean that there was, because who knows what I'm remembering at this point. Let's just say there was an ooze and a stain on the wall. And he found it. Yeah. (laughs) And he investigated. Uh, We cut back to Sam, Gavin, and Catherine. Sam gets a phone call from Dean. Dean says, I see it. It's coming at me. I'm in the basement. Hurry. I don't think he's actually there. Run for the hills. Right. (laughs) Get out of there. Yeah, that doesn't sound much like something Dean would say, really. But Sam asks the couple if either of them can handle a shotgun, and Gavin is like, what? No! (laughs) But Catherine totally can. It's so funny. She's just like, yeah, I got this. And he's like, ah! Yeah. And he's all like, he feel, he looks all betrayed, like, you know how to shoot with a gun. I think he's kind of like in awe, but also nervous about her at that point. Yeah. like, she's clearly not happy with him from the get-go in this right. adventure. Like. So Sam leaves and goes looking for Dean. Sam is in the basement. He goes into a room that says, caution, biohazard. His flashlight goes out, and then a hidden door opens up on its own. It looks like uh, some sort of exam room with lots of tables and hanging curtains. Also, the same room that the crazy cop went into. Yeah, it totally is. Stay away, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam turns around, and the spirit of Dr. Ellicott grabs Sam's head and says, Don't be afraid. I'm going to make you all better. If something like that says, Don't be afraid. Be afraid. Right. <laughs> and you can see what it looks like, like kind of like electricity, like zapping all over his face. I know. It's like that weird electric therapy, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Catherine and Gavin. Uh, she says, if we make it out of here alive, we are so breaking up. <laughs> poor, poor Gavin. I mean, poor him, but also like, I don't feel bad for him at all. You yeah. Know? Like, he did it to himself. He had to know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, then Dean shows up. He wants to know where Sam is. Uh, they say he got a call from Dean, but Dean did not call him. Uh, so Dean goes down into the basement. Sam suddenly shows up, and Dean asks him if he's all right. Sam says he's fine. Dean says uh, he found Dr. Ellicott's logbook. He was experimenting on patients and doing stuff that makes lobotomies look like aspirin. Ugh. Yeah. I don't even want to know. Like, yeah. Ugh. Uh, He was working on some sort of extreme rage therapy. He thought if he could get his patients to vent their anger, uh, then they'd be cured of it. Instead, it made them worse uh, and more angry, and they rioted against him. Dean thinks Dr. Ellicott's spirit is doing the same rage therapy on people, making them so angry they become homicidal. I mean, you know... That makes sense. Not wrong. (laughs) I know. Uh, Sam wants to know how they're going to find his body to torch it. But Dean says his logbook said he had a secret room down in the basement. And that's where the patients must have hidden in his body. So Dean goes into the biohazard room and Sam is acting kind of shady. Dean finds the hidden door way too easy. Again. (laughs) Yeah. And Sam points his gun at him and starts nose bleeding. (laughs) Because that's what you do. Yeah. Dean says, Sam, put the gun down. And Sam asks if that's an order. Dean says, it's more of a friendly request. So Sam says he's getting pretty tired of taking his orders. And then he shoots Dean in the chest with the rock salt. (laughs) uh, Sam's got his sassy pants on. (laughs) Yeah. And Dean flies through the secret secret door into the hidden exam room. I mean, it's quite coincidental and also amazing that that happens. Yeah. Like, he accidentally found another door. <laughs> right. Right. So um, Sam goes on an anger rant, uh, calling Dean pathetic for always following Dad's orders. And Dean gives him his gun, supposedly filled with real bullets. 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 <laughs> bullets. <laughs> bullets. <laughs> Sam points it at his face. And Dean says, you hate me that much. You think you can kill your own brother? And Sam fucking pulls the trigger. Not just once, twice. Right. Uh, But nothing happens. 
<laughs> and then Dean knocks him over and says, man, I'm not going to give you a loaded pistol. She's <laughs> like, you think I'm that dumb? Right. <laughs> then Dean knocks Sammy out and goes looking for Ellicott's body, uh, while ghost Ellicott starts stalking him. Sketchy. Okay, I'm upset about this whole Sam trying to kill Dean business. I mean, who wouldn't be upset about that? That like, was that was pretty rough. I'd be upset if anybody was trying to kill anybody. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, especially because it's Dean. Right. <laughs> so Dean finds Dr. Ellicott's body in a cupboard. Because his hair is poking out of the cabinet. What? <laughs> disgusting like he just sees this little like tuft of like old dead guy hair poking out of the crack and he's just like oh maybe there's something in here i wonder if there's any other like bodies in that room i would assume so probably i mean maybe they saved it especially for him because that was like his torture room but still yeah so he uh he salts and lighter fluids it while i'm dry heaving (laughs) and Uh, he's dry and he's dry heaving everyone is dry heaving (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh then ghost ellicott gets him and tries to rage zap him (laughs) dean manages to grab a zippo and throws it at the body and ghost ellicott ashes out and disintegrates which is okay two thoughts about this (laughs) so he totally okay it, not in Lord of the Rings, sorry. In Star Wars, mm-hmm. with uh, what's his face, the one of the Sith guys, mm-hmm. maybe the, like the one with all the electricity in his fingertips. Like he totally reminded me of that guy. Oh yeah, I don't even remember what that guy's name is anymore. Mm-hmm. And also, you never—I mean, at least from what I remember—you never see a ghost disappear like that again. Well, like, yeah, he like turns into ash and kind of crumbles away. And like solid ash though too. Like he yeah. falls to the ground and like shatters once he hits the ground a little bit, but he's still definitely in big chunks, which is usually not how they go away. Yeah, they kind of disappear. <laughs> yeah. So Sam wakes up and Dean asks, you're not going to try to kill me, are you? Sam says no. And Dean <laughs> says, good, because that would be awkward. <laughs> So we cut to outside the asylum. Uh, They're saying goodbye to Gavin and Catherine. Sam tells Dean that he remembers everything he said and that he's sorry. He said he couldn't control it, but he um, didn't mean what he said. I wrote, but he meant what he said. But I think it's he didn't mean what he said. Do you remember? It's okay. Um, I think he said that he remembers what he said, but he didn't mean it. That's what I think happened. I think probably. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Then we cut to their motel room, and Dean is sleeping, uh, and his phone starts ringing, so Sam answers it. He says, hello, and then sits up in bed and says, Dad? (laughs) It's Daddy Winchester. I know. (laughs) And then credits. (laughs) Why do they do that nonsense to us? (laughs) I know. I know. I think when I I first watched this episode, I was like, ah, and just like went right to the next episode because I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I, you know, well, considering that I binge watched seasons one through nine, I think from the get go, I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened. Like, you can't, you can't leave off on that note. That would have been so aggravating to have been watching that on TV and have that happen and have to wait a week. Right. Oh. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that it's like Sam who answered the phone too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's got like, he's got questions and Mm -hmm. like. Just, I don't know, other where you think Dean will just be like, what do you want me to do, Dad? Okay. You yeah. Know? Like, d- won't even bother to get any information out of him other yeah. than like, okay, what are we doing? Right. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of cool that it's Sam. Yeah. So, my thoughts on this episode. Um, well, <laughs> one of my thoughts, again, a quote. It says, it's when Dean is talking to, um, oh gosh, Kayla? Catherine. Catherine. Why do I think Kayla for some reason? You know what? Because she, she says her name is Catherine, but then for most of the episode, she says she, they call her Cat. Oh. So that's probably why. Eh, that's probably why. Yeah. But so Dean is talking to Cat, um, and he's like, this is when they're looking for Gavin. He says, you've seen a lot of horror movies, yeah? Do me a favor. Next time you see one, pay attention. <laughs> when someone says the place is haunted, don't go in. Right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I think that was probably, I mean, it was a great funny moment for me because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, listen, this is what you do all the time. Right. That's literally pretty much all you do is go and find these things. Like, oh, this is haunted. Let's go in there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, take your own advice, Dean. That's all I have to say about uh-huh. that. Take your own advice. <laughs> um, 
Another one when he's looking through, uh, when Dean's looking through Ellicott's um, little torture manual thing that he finds, um, he says, all work and no play makes Dr. Ellicott a very dull boy. Which I feel like is from something. It is from The Shining. Oh, that's probably why I thought it was from something, because I've seen that. You've <laughs> seen that, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, it's all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Oh. A, ju- a dull boy? A doughboy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's poke him and see if he does a... Doughboy. Isn't that... So in the movie, isn't or in The Shining, isn't that when he's like having his one of his first mental breaks and he's like typing over and over and yes. over again? Yes. Okay, that's what I was like. I feel like that's when that happened, but I don't know. Yeah, you got it. Hey, I'm so proud of you. I got a reference, you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an amazing day to for me. A, to a horror movie. To a Stephen King horror movie. <laughs> Red rum. <laughs> Red rum. <laughs> oh, okay, I think, I don't remember when it was, but I think I said that, was it, no, was it, was I talking to you or was I, I might have been talking to my mom, maybe. I don't know why I'd get the two of you confused because. It's because we are, we're both named Lynn. That's why. This is probably why. <laughs> but I don't call my mom Lynn. Right. <laughs> so, but <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so I had said like, I, I don't remember. We were talking about the movie and I was like, red rum. And I like said it in a creepy way and I like freaked myself out but whoever it was whether it was you or my mom I also freaked them out <laughs> well I think I mean, it happened on the podcast but it didn't freak me out I think we just laughed a lot so it must have been your mom like a different yeah there must have been it must have been her because we watched it I watched it with my whole family so it yeah. might have been like as it was happening or after it was happening and I was like joking around with it and my mom I think it was must have been my mom was just like don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, I don't I don't remember. I just remember it happening, but I don't remember who it happened with. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> I digress. Um so there is a movie or there's a movie. Oh, good grief. There is a point <laughs> in the episode. So I think it was when Sammy was down in the basement and there was just like banging on the door or something like that. Not like it somebody was knocking on it, but there was just like banging happening in there. And literally right as that was happening, the big, like, grandfather clock in my house started chiming. Oh, my God. And it freaked me out. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to (laughs) die. That's amazing. There was no, like, oh, that was kind of scary. It was, like, immediately I got distracted from whatever was happening in the show. And I think I had to rewind it to, like, catch up because I was, like, oh, no. Because it was, like, you hear something behind you going off as the banging's happening on the TV. And it was, like, oh. Yeah, that would that would terrify me. <laughs> Grandfather clocks are creepy anyway. I think... Well, okay, so here's the thing. The I mean, they're cool. I love them. They're but... cool. They're kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. I guess I'm used to it now because it goes off like every 15 minutes, I swear. Mm -hmm. I think there's different settings for it. And I think there's been times when we've turned it off. And then there's times when it, you know, you turn it on and it's going off every 15 minutes. And there's times when it only goes off every hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But you just kind of like don't hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. But for some reason I heard it that time. (laughs) And I was like, nope. (laughs) Yeah, that would scare me. I'm done. (laughs) This is terrifying. So my last thought on this episode um, is Dean said they had to find all of the hidden bodies and burn them, but they only burned one. (laughs) Yeah. They just burned Ellicott. You're right. I never thought about that. There were other spirits there, obviously. Yeah. And they never even found any of the other bodies either. It's not like they like saw them and were like, oh, let's go. Like from what it looked like, they like burned Ellicott and then were just like, we're done. Let's leave. Yeah. Maybe we're supposed to assume that the other spirits were, like, freed because that doctor was keeping them there. Yeah. But that's sort of suspicious. It's sort of <laughs> suspicious, yeah. Especially because yeah. they're like, let's do this and let's get all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, because the, because the spirits were trying to direct them to that place where the body was. So maybe he was, like, holding them there yeah. somehow. That's what I'm going to go with. I like that option. Okay. I'm going to go with that option, too. Yeah, but you think they would have even, like, said it? Yeah, you would think. Like, something would have occurred mm-hmm. there to, like, 
oh, this is, like, what we've got going on, and this is why this is over Yeah. Now, you know, and we didn't actually do what we said that we were going to do. Right. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> or, like, EMF'd and be like, there's no more spirits here. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, by the way, there's nothing here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> our interesting facts for this episode. Um, so, when Sam is waiting in the psychiatrist's office, he's reading a copy of Men's Health magazine, um, which that issue features an interview with Jared Padalecki. <laughs> oh, my. I wonder what that, what that interview says. I've never read it. I don't know, but I kind of want to find it. I know. <laughs> I want to hear what he has to say about men's health. I know, especially because he was, what, like, probably, like, 20 at the time? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, men slash late teenagers' <laughs> health. I mean. He's a man. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um. So, another one, Tom Welling, the actor who played Clark Kent on the CW's Smallville, was actually hiding in the backseat of the Impala during a few of the scenes, which I think would have been hilarious if we could have seen him. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to rewatch it now, knowing this and, like, look in, like, the reflection of the mirror, or the w- windows, mirrors, whatever, you know, and I'm see. trying to think of, like, wh- what times were they in the car? Um, you know... I think maybe maybe it was in the scenes where they were just like outside of the car. Maybe it could have been like when yeah. they're when he's just like hanging out, yeah, sitting on top of the hood or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I can't really remember any like in the car scenes. I don't remember either. I feel like there might have been. No, you know, I don't feel like there was. Yeah, weird. Anyways, <laughs> um. So, this is the first time that iron is established as a spirit deterrent. Huh. Which, I mean, they figured out the salt part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, they got now the they're iron. getting into iron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Things will happen. <laughs> I don't really remember them ironing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real. Does Dean own an iron? <laughs> also, though, he's apparently got a white fluffy towel. So. <laughs> right, right. For just his hair. He probably has an iron in that trunk. I know, right? <laughs> and not just the tire iron. Right, that's right. <laughs> Although, do you iron flannel? Okay, here's the here's the answer for that. You should iron flannel sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know about y'all, but when I've washed my flannel, like, it gets all wrinkly. And no matter mm-hmm. how much you hang it or, like, shake it out as it's wet to try and, like, straighten it out and, like, hang it all nice on a hanger to dry. Mm-mm. Yeah. It still is very, like, wrinkly and just there's nothing you could do about Mm -hmm. it. And then the ends get all weird and bendy. We see them ironing in season 12 or 13. I see. Yeah, there's an episode where Dean is ironing. This is not a spoiler. um, One of Sam's shirts. And he, instead of spraying water on it or whatever, sprinkles beer on it. Oh, that's amazing. And then irons it with that. that. And then give Sam a shirt back and he smells it and says, stop ironing my clothes with beer. (laughs) So, yeah, they iron their fucking flannels. I mean, you have to to look that pretty. Well, yeah. You know, like, uh, (laughs) question answered. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So um, this is the first episode also where Jared maintains a deep voice throughout the whole episode. (laughs) Which I think is hilarious. I never noticed him not deep voicing, really. I mean... I mean, I never noticed a difference, really. I know. I don't notice a difference either. I think it's more like, to me, Sam's got, like, two voices. So he's got his, like, just talking about whatever, and then his, like, research voice. Uh, See, to me, he's got his his all other moments except for talking empathetically to some sort of... Soft Sammy voice. Yeah, he's got a soft Sammy voice where he's being empathetic to some sort of victim. This is true. And then he's got all of his other voices. All of his other voices. He's got his other voice, which is just normal. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I've never noticed him being, like, having a deeper voice at any given time. Yeah. Like, well, we're never going to notice it again because it apparently doesn't happen again. I know, right? Yeah. Or maybe it just continues to happen and that's the first time that it happens all the way through and then we don't know any different afterwards. I don't know. Now I want to rewatch all the previous episodes again. <laughs> just to hear his Or voice. at least like the one before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to see. What was the one before? I don't remember. Oh, it was at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, 
there's a couple up ep- or a couple episodes. There's a couple moments in that episode where he definitely gets like high and squeaky because he's like freaking out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, huh. mm, I don't know. I figured that was just like the weird. Apparently, he's got a high and squeaky voice, or at least at that time he did. I don't know. I don't remember it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I don't know how to feel about this whole situation. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay with it. Uh, so, uh, favorite moments. What is your favorite moment from this? Oh, my favorite moment is um, when Kat and Dean are walking down the hallway, and she's like. And the flashlight goes out and she's like, dude, you're hurting my arm. And he's like, I'm not touching your arm. And you look and there is the spare fucking hand <laughs> on her arm. And they both stare at it in horror. And then it drags her into a room and the door slams shut. That freaked me out. I loved it. I loved it. That was not my favorite moment. That was like, that was just like a classic great scare. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got a couple of favorite moments. The uh, the first one is when Dean is saying to Sam, he's just being snarky to Sammy and is like, who do you think's a hotter psychic, Patricia Arquette, Jennifer Love Hewitt, or you? Oh my God. I mean, Sam, but still. Yeah, the answer is Sam. <laughs> also, another snarky Dean moment, that attitude right there, that's why I always got the extra cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay then, dude. Like, that was a good moment. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> also, like, I'm not really sure I can picture John Winchester giving them cookies. No. I feel like if they got cookies, it's because they stole them from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they weren't supposed to have the cookies and they got them anyways. Right. <laughs> that's Like, that's... I'm trying to imagine John being like, oh, I got you some cookies. Nope. Can't imagine it. Nah. Probably not a thing. Yeah. So some research that I did on this episode, um, I was going through just like kind of Roosevelt Asylum and trying to figure out if that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's mixed reviews, but the general, I, it kind of depends. So if you live in that area, it's definitely like a huge legend, kind of like folklore type thing in the area. But if you actually try and find the place, I guess... It doesn't exist, and there's a lot of people that are like, no, this just doesn't exist. Like, it's a Hmm. myth of the area, but it's not a thing. But apparently, so a couple of different posts that I read, um, they were saying that they're, like, somewhere in the woods in Rockford is, like, an old abandoned building, which some people think might have been an asylum. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's that. It just, there's not really like a clear answer that I could find on if it did or didn't exist. Um, That's creepy and interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, So, but there was, so there's a place called Singer Mental Health Center um, that is totally abandoned and trashed. That's in Rockford. Um, and it's been empty since, like, 2012. Um, so not that long ago. Not that long ago. And they left all sorts of, like, medical records there. So if you look at the pictures of, like, the things outside, there's just, like, medical records thrown all over the place in there. Like, the whole place is just trashed. Um, which is kind of strange because you would think that, like, they would take that with... I mean, HIPAA, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, when did HIPAA start? I mean... Probably, definitely since 2012, you know, like, it's been a thing for a while. I thought it started before 2012. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, like, it's definitely started since before then, but, um, I thought it was just kind of strange, it's like, is it somebody broke in and found the medical records and just decided to trash the place with them, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know, it's just kind of a weird, um, thing, but, so... The reason that they shut down, though, was not a sketchy or scary reason. They shut down because they didn't have enough patients, and they believe that mental health care is better at, like, small residences and homes and not larger facilities where they just, like, wander aimlessly. Yeah. So, I mean, improvements. Yeah. You know? Like, let's not lock them up in a big, empty, like, scary, concrete right place let's like send them in where they can get some more like one-on-one time and you know actually work with them Mm -hmm. or i don't know not saying that they didn't work with them before but you know it it just seems like a better environment overall right um cool so some references from this episode they went actually through a fair amount of just like referencing shows 
films, all that sort of stuff of the horror and scary movie type genre. Um, so one of the first ones was they were talking about Haley Joel. Um, so I don't remember if it's the actor's name or if it's the name of the character. But you don't re- know who Haley Joel Osmond is? Okay, apparently it's an actor. <laughs> Actress. Actor. Um, actor. Actor. It's a little boy. He's not a little boy anymore. He's a fucking dude. But yeah, he's a little boy. Haley Joel like, Osmond. Who was I looking at that was in? No, that wasn't. Haley Joel Osmond is totally a dude. Oh. He is a kid actor. Have you never seen The Sixth Sense? No, that's what I was saying. It, they, he played a medium, I guess, in Sixth Sense. You have got to watch that movie. That movie <laughs> is messed up. <laughs> oh, my God. My list continues to grow. That's like a, that's <laughs> like a staple. Okay. okay. At some point. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, they made also a reference to Jack in Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. um, which is a character that gets transferred, um, into an abusive mental health facility. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Talking about an asylum in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Amityville Horror was, it's a house where a whole family was murdered after one family member was possessed. Mm-hmm. So, I don't remember what the reference to during the Oh, I don't remember was. a reference um, either. But I just remember, like oh, that's something. I'm going to write it down. Mm-hmm. And, like, got distracted in writing down the reference that I don't remember when it happened. Yeah, I don't remember um, They had another, it was kind of, I think it was in the same, like, little chunk of time, the same reference that they, they were talking about, the Smurl haunting, I think is how you say it. Um, so this is actually supposedly a real thing. The family claimed that there was a demon in their house from 1974 to 1989, um, so it gained a lot of press attention, and eventually the story was made into a movie hmm. called The Smurl Haunting or something, I no, think. No, I haven't or heard maybe, of that. Or, I don't remember what it was called, but, um, yeah, it was made into a movie about, like, a supposedly real thing that happened for that family. I'll have so, to look that up. Um, and then the last one, the last reference was Jack from The Shining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, a guy goes crazy after being locked in a huge hotel for a long time during the off-season in Snowden, and he, yeah, he goes nuts. Right. <laughs> he just, gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a good thing. Huh. So I did some research on the Riverview Hospital, which is where they uh, filmed this episode. Um, it's uh, d- It dates back to the early 1900s. Uh, the Riverview Hospital in British Columbia has treated psychiatric survivors until as recently as the summer of 2010, which is crazy because they filmed this in, what, 2004, 2005? Uh, around there, yeah. So people were still... Um, Being treated there yeah. while they were filming. Yeah. Although I would assume it was probably like... I mean, it's a different ex- building. Yeah, a section that they don't use yeah. anymore, you know. Um, so... Let's see. The West Lawn Pavilion, uh, which is the first of Riverview's buildings, uh, opened in 1913, and it was home to British Columbia's most psychotically disturbed male patients. Uh, (laughs) Since its closure in 1983, the West Lawn building is the most frequently visited and photographed abandonment on the property. Um, Let's see. So it was intended to serve as both a mental health facility um, accommodating overflow from Victoria's Royal Jubilee Hospital and as a botanical garden. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, The government purchased a thousand acres of farmland to accomplish this um, through the botanical, uh, though the botanical garden was eventually relocated uh, to the University of British Columbia. So right now it's fully decommissioned uh, and abandoned. The hospital's remaining 201 patients transferred uh, in July 2010 um, and much of the property um, has been sold and is now a uh, housing development and also a couple parks, which is kind of crazy. I mean, you know, I would totally already a garden. Yeah. I would totally live in one of those houses. That sounds I mean, cool. <laughs> I would assume they probably weren't haunted. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Riverview remains at Canada's most highly scouted film location. Um, hmm. I know it's been the backdrop for um, the first Saw movie, Watchmen, Smallville, Fringe, Dark Angel, which Jensen Ackles was totally in, hmm. uh, The X Files, Supernatural, uh, Romeo Must Die, and also Along Came a Spider. 
<laughs> I have seen none of those other than Supernatural. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we have got to watch Fringe. <laughs> it's so good. It's so like X-Files at first and then it just goes into like it'll just make you feel things. <laughs> so good. All of the things. It'll make you feel things. We're feeling all of the just things. Just like family things and romantic things and creepy fucked up LSD things. <laughs> and like Spock is in it for a long time. Do I want to feel those you things? You definitely or? don't, but like you will. <laughs> so anyways, um, Supernatural has uh, revisited the site a few times. So it's in a few other episodes. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it sounds like it's a big enough place to where you can just like film on different location in yeah, the property I guess like and- like if you remember right where they they walked into the building the first time. Actually, it might have been when the cops walked in there. You can see a a really like distinct, I think, a spiral staircase, and you see that in a couple other episodes. Hmm. I so, don't remember that. Yeah, I'll have to look for it. So, what was your idget or ass butt moment this week? Oh man! <laughs> so <laughs> I was driving Killian to preschool, which he is having some big time like uh separation anxiety and says that he hates preschool and it's because I'm not there and blotty blotty it just makes me feel horrible to take him but anyway it's good for him it's, it's good for him he's <laughs> learning things and making friends and god damn it he's gonna keep going so, <laughs> so we're driving there and I was you know he normally takes a nap on the way there and so I was playing his napping music. <laughs> okay, this kid has a napping playlist. And there's like a... What is that song that you play for him that he just like conks out to all the time? Oh my God. And that you conk out to, too. I don't even know. There's so many. Which... which how does it... I don't know. It's something about a bird or like... So, oh, well, there's an artist named Birdie. Okay, I who, think and it's And my... it's like a bunch of her, her songs. It's like her cover album, so... Yeah. Is it that one? Probably, and it's like it's a like specific a song that you told. Yeah, it's. I remember Birdie being like the person. Okay, but like I don't remember what song it is. But you're like every time we play this song, we both fall asleep. <laughs> I think it's. I well, there's there's a couple of them. Oh my gosh! If you you guys all need to listen to Birdie's cover album because it is just like. It's so sad. <laughs> a part of me feels really bad making Killian listen to this because the songs are so goddamn sad. But he doesn't know. I know. <laughs> I mean, maybe later he will. But, but yeah, so the best one, I think, is called The District Sleeps Alone Tonight, and it's a cover of a, a Postal Service song, and it just... Oh. <laughs> like it makes me want to cry but but like while I'm sleeping you know <laughs> anyway okay so I put on his his sleeping playlist and he starts freaking out about how he's not he doesn't want to listen to his bedtime music and blah 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 which isn't something he had done before we're driving and I say listen driver picks the music car seat shuts its cake hole <laughs> <laughs> to which he replied, "Holy crap!" <laughs> oh man! Which I mean, I don't, I don't feel good about any of that. <laughs> I feel great about that. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's kind of that's just awesome. Like, first of all, that he didn't just go, huh? <laughs> and second of all. Like, that means that he must know, he must retain at least some of the supernatural things. <laughs> Either that or we say it enough to right. where he's just like, that's a thing. I just was, I've never heard him say holy crap before. <laughs> I was just like, totally. We just like stared at each other in the mirror. <laughs> like, both of us like, I don't what know what to happened? do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this just happened and this is awkward. So, yeah. Uh, let's just. Move on, I guess. Yeah. So I'm just going to call that my idget moment. <laughs> yep. Oh, what was your idget or ass butt moment? <laughs> so mine was definitely an idget moment <laughs> of mine. <laughs> Not of anybody else's, purely mine. <laughs> so it was actually literally right after this episode ended, as I was watching it, taking notes, all that sort of stuff. And then I start hearing this, like, weirdly, like, kind of loudish, like, staticky sound. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Am I hearing things? What's, like, what is, it must be the TV, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mute the TV, and it's still going just as loud. Like, mm-hmm. not, hasn't changed at all. And I'm like, 
okay, you know, like, what's happening? Like, because this literally ended, or this literally started right as the credits started to roll, right? And so I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) I know how this story ends. (laughs) Right, I've seen this movie. (laughs) I've seen this episode. (laughs) And I'm like, going, okay, what the heck is going on? So I'm like getting up and I'm like wandering around the downstairs of our house going like, where is it coming from? Yeah. What's going on? And like, I'm sure that if anybody were to have seen me, they would have thought I was like bonkers because <laughs> I'm just like frantically wandering around the house, but like kind of freaked out at the same time because I'm like, what do I, what's going on? Like what's causing this sound? Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't figure out what it was. So I just sat back down in the chair and I was like, I've, I've got, I've finally got off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to me? You know, like, I don't understand. I'm hearing these sounds and I don't know. Like, it's like I'm hearing the voices, but they're not even voices. It's like static and what is happening? And I'm like, okay, this has got to be like something. It's got to be coming from somewhere after I had like my little mini freak out. Right. And so I'm like wandering around and like trying to be super quiet about wandering around so I could like figure out where it's like louder and where it's like quieter and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I go towards the window because it was getting kind of louder over there. And then I realize it was the freaking automatic sprinklers outside in the grass. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding oh me? God. I'm like wandering around the house going, I'm hearing things and I'm freaking out and what's going on and I know how this show ends. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you dummy. Like, it's spring- Okay, so like... I mean, have you heard these sprinklers before? Many times. <laughs> That's what gets me. Like, I should know. <laughs> I should really know. But I think it was because it happened immediately after the episode ended that yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and, like, no rational thought was happening at that point. Yeah. I was going to die. That <laughs> is hilarious. Like, you're like, I'm either about to die because I'm in a horror movie or I have a brain tumor. <laughs> And I'm hearing shit. And it's all of a sudden pressing on some nerve. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, this is the end. Oh, my God. This is the end. That would <laughs> Or at least the beginning of the end. <laughs> no good was happening either way. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. <laughs> or not. No, it's amazing. I was definitely an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the only person home? No. I mean, well, okay, to, like, I was the only person awake. Okay. <laughs> so... The only person with it enough to, like, know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely just, like, wandering the house like a lunatic. And the dogs are looking at me going, like, what is wrong with you? And you're like, don't you hear that? Like, What's it? And I'm like, where is it coming from? And the dogs are just looking at me like, what are you on? You know, like, what is happening right now? That's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> or not. No, it is. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening to our podcast. <laughs> you can email us at idgitsandassbuttspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.